0: This week I talked with Stephanie Gorton who founded the House of Hobby which creates the perfect space for ladies to express their creativity and femininity. Stephanie bravely shares how it was through the rather painful realization that she herself had no hobbies of meaning in her life that led her on a journey of self-discovery which resulted in the concept of the House of Hobby. She explains how her goal is to produce a creative focused space for women to be vulnerable and real about where they are in life a space where they can feel connected, understood, and part of a community. Stephanie also talks through how she took House of Hobby from a side hustle in November 2017 to quitting her job eight months later to go full-time on it. Whether you're male or female, there's lots to learn on many levels in this conversation with this beautifully down-to-earth lady who's superbly passionate about women being real and being the best that they can be. So enjoy, Stephanie. Hello and welcome back to WA Real. I'm your host Bryn Edwards. Going deep to find your purpose and then leaving your career to act on that and create the perfect space for ladies to express their femininity is what we'll be exploring today with my guest Stephanie Gorton. Stephanie, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: So one of the questions I always kick off with is um, i ask people about the, how they came to Western Australia because some are born here and some like me came later on. And you yourself came from Queensland when you were 15. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. So tell me about that. How did you end up coming here when you were 15?
1: Um, I think it was about the height of the mining boom at the time. And, uh, my, my, my parents had separated when I was eight, but remained very close friends. And, um, we, I was living with my dad at the time and my mum met a guy online and he was in a little town up north called Panawanica, which is about 800 people and um, she went over one day to meet him face to face in Panawanica and um, fell in love with him and decided to move there and I was about 13 at the time, and uh, she, she went over for a few years, and then eventually I went over there a couple of times, obviously, to holiday and to visit her, mm-hmm. um, so I came over to West and loved it and absolutely loved it, um, met my first boyfriend at 15, and then said to Dad, that's it, I'm moving to <laughs> Um and Dad said, no, well, I'll come with you, so uh, we all moved over here, yeah, officially when I was 15, and then I had to go to boarding school in Perth um, for the last few years of high school um and then remained here ever since
0: right so yeah. you willingly came over
1: willingly came yeah i fell in love with the pilbara like it's a beautiful part of the world um and yeah willingly willingly came over mm. and it's gorgeous and i would never call anywhere else home now
0: right yeah what was boarding school
1: like um it's so funny because when you're a child your parents threaten you with boarding school a lot mm. um so my parents are always like you know if you're naughty you get you go to boarding school um but when it actually came time to go to boarding school, it was the best to be completely honest. I loved it. It was like having a constant sleepover with your girlfriends. Um, And then on top of that, I think it was really good for my relationship with my parents because you have somebody else telling you, when to study, that you can't do something, or yes or no, or, you know what I mean? It's not your parents, and your parents are probably sitting there going, oh, we would have said yes, even then they wouldn't have, but they're not the ones that are actually telling you off, if that makes sense, because we mm. have house mums. Yes. Um, so I missed my parents, and it made me respect them more. So, yeah, I loved boarding school. Would recommend sending your kids to boarding school.
0: <laughs> mm. mm. uh, what, well, from the age of 15 onwards? Or?
1: Um, I, I think probably from... From earlier. I think it's, I think it's really good for character building and for creating independence. I haven't lived at home since boarding school. Um, and you know, straight out of high school, I I moved, you know, straight into real life and got a job and, you know, because my parents weren't here, they weren't here to support me through that growth period. So I think that, um, it's really good for, you know, creating really strong independence from a young age. Yeah.
0: And is that stood you in good stead for that you do nowadays i like to think so
1: (laughs) i like to think that independence is um well definitely when we talk about femininity um i think independence is really um important and Mm. something that's not celebrated enough and not encouraged enough in that area so for me um i think that's one of the key reasons why um i enjoy doing what i do now um and enjoy leading women in that
0: regard Mm. yeah so tell me a bit about House of Hobby,
1: cool. So, House cool. of Ooh. Hobby, cool. <laughs> I love talking about it. Um, House of Hobby is uh, we run creative workshops in Perth. So, um, you know, anything from candle making to um, pottery, resin workshops, you name it. Like we run it. We we love. Like getting creative, um, but the the whole purpose of House of Hobby really is to um, bring women together and to connect women. Um, so um, they're female only. Although in saying that, we get quite a few men come along to the pottery workshops, and that's fine. Um, but we do really target more of a female audience, um, and it's really about yeah giving them a bit of space to take a bit of time out so that they can resume their lives less busy and less cluttered, and you know having put themselves first for. Three hours of their week.
0: Where yeah. did the idea for this come from?
1: I because
0: uh, you went on quite a journey, didn't you? I did. Yeah, Tell yeah. Me about like that.
1: like anybody, usually these things don't come to you. You know, you don't wake up one morning and just decide. Um, yeah. Well, that wasn't the it's case going, for me. It had to go work for it. It had to go work for it. I had to have a few heartbreaks along the way. Tell me about that. Um, I was actually. Um, Going to move to Scotland for a, for a young for a young man that I was um, with at the time, and um, I'd quit my job and I'd have my box packed and everything was all ready to go and I was about to move to Scotland when um, he broke up with me. So I found myself very suddenly that's pretty tough it was really tough yeah it was it was pretty crappy um although looking back now you always realize that it was you know a dodged bullet um but at the same time yeah at the time it was it was obviously very heartbreaking i was only 25 so um you know hadn't wasn't really that adept with dealing with that sort of stuff at that stage um and had quit my job which was a great job um, that I loved, paid really well um, was probably the height of my career at that stage um, and I quit my job to move there so I had four weeks left um, of that job um, and realized pretty quickly that I needed to find obviously something else to do Um, and when I was changing jobs I obviously was updating my resume um, and at the the bottom of my resume there was a hobby section um, and I remember obviously just sitting in my bed writing this resume out and i was heartbroken and i was feeling really lost and super alone and really like i didn't know where the next paycheck was going to come from and i didn't know even you know what i was going to do with myself and i was just in all sorts of pain um and i got to this hobbies part of my resume and I was like, I actually have no idea what I'm going to write here because for the last, you know, I don't know, six years or seven years of me being an adult woman, I have spent all of my time just getting drunk um, or going out with my girlfriends or um, chasing men. And then, you know, once I'd met men, I would just kind of give everything I had to them so that you know, I would give away my hobbies and my time so that I could spend more time with them and make them happy and do the things that they needed me to do.
0: Um, Why was that important? I think,
1: Oh, <laughs> depends on if you want to go here. Um, I think that I grew up as an only child and I grew up mostly with my dad. So, um, I think I have a natural need to, um, appease or please or, um, you know, I kind of give over a lot of my power to to men because that was uh, someone, a role model who raised me and someone who I always wanted to respect and make sure that I was, you know, living up to expectations and things like that. So I think the deep answer there is that, yeah, probably, Mm. you know, needing, needing to have approval of men. Um, but I think that I've always just, I've always been a massive romantic, so I've always just wanted to be in love. (laughs) Um, and I thought that that. there's nothing wrong with that. I love love. (laughs) My partner now would laugh at me when he hears this. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to be in love. I just wanted to be happy in love. And it was kind of my life's mission to find somebody and to have another person to spend my life with. Mm. And yeah, and so I, I was writing my resume and I realized I had no hobbies, and I was heartbroken. And I was like, girl, you need to pick yourself up and get on with it. Um, and you're going to start by finding out what interests you mm. and what you actually want to do with your life. Because right now, you don't know which jobs to apply for because you don't know your interests, you don't know what you're passionate about, you've just fallen into jobs that you're good at. Um, and so I basically spent a whole year, I promised that I wouldn't date and I would stop drinking. Um, so I spent a whole, well, it didn't end up being a year, but it's been about six to eight months of solidly going to all sorts of self-development seminars, um, you know, courses. So things like, um, painting courses, interior design courses. Um, I did a floristry apprenticeship, um, all sorts of different stuff. And I spent, you know, a lot of money trying to find this hobby, this elusive hobby that I couldn't find anywhere only to figure out that actually my favorite thing to do, was to chat with my girlfriends and I just needed to create a bigger group of women to do that with. Right. So that was where the idea came about. I kind of tied the creative aspect of what I'd been doing in with the feeling lonely aspect and...
0: Mm. It must have been quite confronting to all of a sudden wake up to the fact that, how old were you? Like,
1: I was 25. Yeah. Just hey, about 10, hey, 26.
0: Hey, I'm 25, 26 and I don't actually even know the person that I'm inhabiting. Yeah, because I don't know what my hobbies are.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't just hobbies. Just through that, just, and... through that, that, that was the the. I guess yeah, like the the hobbies bit was the point where it really hit me, kind of like a ton of bricks. And like I always knew that I'd been putting everybody else first, and that my own needs and my own need to find myself, my own need for independence, and for um, you know all of, all of that has had been drawn from other people's expectations or um, impressions of me and not actually from where I wanted it to come from, from myself, Mm. if that makes sense. Living,
0: Listening and living out the scripts that are handed to you.
1: Literally, exactly that. Very eloquently put.
0: (laughs) And so you came to this conclusion that um, hanging out with your girlfriends was the thing that you actually liked doing.
1: Yeah. And I was like, cool. How can I turn this into a business?
0: <laughs> and, and was it like a big penny drop? You're like, oh, holy crap, that's it.
1: Absolutely. I remember coming home from I it was I it was at a self-development seminar that I realized. And I remember coming home and I came home to my one of my girlfriends who I was living with at the time. And I was like, "I found it. I've got it. Oh my god, it makes sense all of a sudden." I was so excited. <laughs>
0: <Hallelujah>. <laughs> it was literally
1: like I was dancing for days. Like I was you, honestly, I took two more days off work. I just didn't give a crap. Like I was like, "I'm going to do it. Like I'm going to I'm going to find a way to make this work." Yes. You know? And I was so passionate of course fear sets in eventually in doubt, but uh, (laughs) in that moment though, yeah, it was the penny dropped and it was just like, this is what I'm supposed to do.
0: You said you went to many self-development courses, seminars, books, things like that. What were the really good ones and what were the less good ones?
1: Oh, some of them are based in Perth, I'm going to be really picky here about what I say, because I don't want to, I'm not bad naming, bad nothing any. Um, Well, it's,
0: I think it's, I think it's...
1: It's personal preference.
0: It is personal preference. It's like looking at art or listening to music or something like that, you know, or like doing podcasts, you know, (laughs) some people like... The message that a certain yeah. person puts out and another person doesn't. Yeah. And yet it yeah. can be vice versa. Yeah. So... The okay. one that let I me, went to... Let, let me rephrase yeah. the question then so Perfect. it's more appropriate. Which are the ones that you really resonated with Perfect. and which are the ones that you didn't?
1: Excellent. So um, the one, one that I really... So the first one I ever went to was by a group called MJB Seminars. Um, and it's a guy called Mitch Bowen. Um, they're based in Perth here. And uh, I went to like a goal-setting night that they had. And that was the first time that they really opened my eyes to the fact that the world was the world i see was based on my own perception or was based on my own experiences and belief systems um mm. and i had never understood that before i didn't realize i thought the way that i saw the world was the way that everybody saw the world i didn't realize yes. at that stage that
0: everyone has a different map of the world
1: yeah and that was really like he they call them rose-tinted glasses um so you know and then obviously everyone's glasses are different you know um and i really loved the analogy and i it was really the first time i was like whoa you know mind my mind was blown and i was like yeah. i'm dead keen to um you know do more of this um i didn't do their course so they upsold at the end of the free seminar um because it did it felt like a cult it sounded like a cult it felt like a cult um yeah. one of my girlfriends did do the course and um a couple of them actually did the course um and didn't love it. I think there are great takings you can get from it. Um, it just doesn't feel, it didn't feel super authentic, yep. um, to me. Um, but it was amazing. Like my recommendation to anyone mm-hmm. listening would be to go to as many free seminars as you can. They're all going to try and upsell you at the end. So be strong, yep. but, <laughs> and, and make a decision. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but take as much as you can from the free seminars. The one that actually opened my mind to everything was called authentic education. They come to Perth a couple of times a year. Um, it's an all day free seminar uh, and. That was really where everything locked into place for me. Um, I didn't do their full course either, um, but I would rec- really recommend if anyone ever wanted to go. And th- I, f- I found that really eye-opening for me. That was when the penny dropped. That was mm-hmm. my, my expense when the penny dropped. Um, since then I've been to Tony Robbins in Sydney um, for what his and UPW mm-hmm. um, and so it's like the four day intensive mental workshop um so and it
0: includes,
1: includes the fire walk yep walked on the fire and um that was mind-blowing and i could not recommend that enough it's i think it's like 800 dollars. it is worth every penny like i would recommend anybody go to that it's it was everything so mm-hmm. um i've read a lot of books and things like that as well um and i went to a few other courses but yeah they're probably my i think everyone's different i think you should try all of them mm-hmm. um go to as many free seminars as you can they're always here in Perth. Yes. yes. Yeah. I think.
0: Yeah. I've obviously read a lot of books. Does a lot. Um, done a lot of online courses and things like this. And um, yeah, you take bits and bobs. The, mm. the most effective. Yeah. I, one of the things I do like though is when you do actually commit to a course. I like ones that have high level accountability. Oh them, cause yeah. Because then they actually make you do the work. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because it's so easy in that moment to be really motivated and to say, "I'm going to do it." And then yeah. literally five hours later, fear and doubt set in every time, yeah. every time. So you need someone. Yeah. I couldn't agree more to kind of make you do Hold the work. Your feet to
0: the fire.
1: Yeah. Literally.
0: So you come back, you've got this. It's, hallelujah. The yeah. clouds have parted. The clarity's <laughs> there. You take two days off. What happens next?
1: Um, I cried a lot. <laughs> When I realized that I had no idea how to start a business um, and called a lot of girlfriends. Um, my advice in this particular topic would be only take advice from people who are where you want to be because um, everybody said, oh, that's ambitious or maybe you shouldn't or are you happy doing what you're doing or mm. um, so, yeah, so- It's very interesting
0: at moments like that when you declare to the people around you, this is what I'm going to do. And then sort of people's
1: reactions are reactions,
0: and because people like who you are at that point in mm-hmm. time, and they get scared of who you might become, and that you might be different. Yes. So what you found?
1: It, yeah, hundred percent. Not only just that, like even yeah. as I was changing and growing, um, I, I had to leave a couple of people behind that just no longer. Every time I would, you know, post something or. Um, you know, write a new blog or, you know, they were like, Oh, I didn't know that you had these feelings. Are you doing all this for social media? Um, you've changed, uh, all the, that's correct. All the <laughs> comments. Yes. And I think if we're not changing, we're dying. Right. I think it's a mm. saying about that. Um, but yeah, people who just didn't understand and yeah, had to just, you have to let them go, unfortunately. Um, and that was tough. Yeah. Mm. Starting a business is hard. <laughs> for yes. so many personal and emotional reasons, not just yes. because the business side of it is hard. <laughs> yes, it's not just about business. <laughs> no, um, so yeah, no, so it was, yeah, it was really amazing. I had yeah this eye opening moment, and then um, moved into um, created a website, which was the first step for me. So um, declare it to the world. Declare it to the world. Or just put something out there and hope really, <laughs> that it was going to yeah. take off uh, at the time. Didn't really understand how to market or do any of those things. So, yeah, that was the start point. Mm.
0: And tell me about the first, first event you ran. Uh,
1: the first event I tried to run failed, uh, which was, which almost stopped me in my tracks. Yeah. Um, so I decided, I, I didn't realize how ambitious it was at the time, but someone, re- someone said to me, oh, you should do a cheese making course. And I was like, yeah. Of course I should. Everyone loves cheese. Like, it's going to be a sellout. I was like, even better, they'll do cheese and wine, you know, so cheese making with wine. So I was like, I got in touch with a winery up in the Swan Valley and they gave me the venue for free, which was amazing. I was feeling like such a badass negotiator. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Such a badass businesswoman. And then um, got the cheese guy on board, ready to go. Um, And then he was telling me about the equipment that we needed. And I was like, oh. So I put it out on social media, you know, like I put up the ticket prices and everything based on the equipment that we thought we'd need and everything. And everyone was saying they were interested in coming, but no one actually bought a ticket and they were pretty expensive because we had to buy, like, if you've ever made cheese before, you'll know you have to double boil everything. And if you have 15 people double boiling, that's a lot of pots and pans. Um, There's nowhere in Perth that you can hire pots and pans, I found out. Um, So I was trying to go around to Kmart and they were all like $10 each. And then you times that by the amount of pots that I needed, it was getting really pricey really fast. Um but I was determined and I didn't want to let anyone down. So I kept going, kept going, kept going. And then yeah, about two weeks before I still had no ticket sales. And I was like, I'm going to have to just call this a day. Um, and so that was in about October of 2017. And then I gave it one last hitch, uh, towards December 28, 2017, um, where I did my first ever actual workshop, which was a Christmas wreath making workshop. And we made artificial wreaths, um, and we did it in a park in Hyde Park in Perth and it was 35 maybe 38 degrees that day um it was just too hot to be in a park um and all it was all of my girlfriends plus one stranger one person who'd found me and bought a ticket Mm -hmm. and I was so proud so stressed so hot (laughs) but so proud um and that woman has come back to multiple workshops and still continues to come to my workshops which is unreal um because I don't know why she came back, but yeah, the first few, the first few workshops were pretty much just my mates.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then what happened is slowly but surely more and more strangers turned up and then you get the, what was the moment when you thought, Oh, I've got momentum now.
1: I did a, it was probably in April of 2018. I did a workshop, um, for the first time ever at a venue, like an actual venue, not just in a park or at someone's house. Um, And everybody that came was a stranger. It was the first time that
0: a stranger
1: (laughs) was not a friend. Um, And so that was a stranger and then they were all female. And that was the first time ever. um, I think there was 12 people and I couldn't believe it. I I was like, I did it. I've done it. It's happening. It's on. It's on. So yeah, some really proud moments throughout the process.
0: What is it? What is the actual impact or what is the actual setting or what are you actually trying to provoke with what you're doing?
1: I'm trying to... I think... As the, the bigger I the, the bigger the business gets, the more the business grows and the more reach we have, the more I'm actually attracting the people who I've always wanted to attract. So the last like So probably, who are
0: the people you want to attract?
1: Um hey guys, listen up. So <laughs> um twenty-five to thirty-five year old women, um who you know, maybe maybe they've just got engaged, maybe they've just got married, maybe they're still single, um, maybe they're new mums, um, but they're at a stage in their life where they feel like there's just got to be more and there's got like something's got to change more and more than what they're doing. Like they, they feel like there's a higher purpose. They feel like there's more purpose that they've got more to give to their life or that they've got more to give to society. Um, or that they're, you know, like I met a beautiful girl the other day, a woman in my workshop, and she said that she's been in the same job for 10 years and she's dying to get out, but she just has no idea what she wants to do. And she's just got no idea what her interests are, what her passions are. and She doesn't even know where to start. And so for me, just like, you. just like me, so yeah, my, my target market is me. Yeah. Will always be me. Um, and as I grow, I'm sure the business will grow and change as that adapts. Um, but yeah, she's me and I just want to show all the girls cause I know, I know that there are so many of them out there, all the women. Um, I, cause I know that, yeah, like there are so many out there that are feeling that and that, you know, maybe they just got married and all of a sudden they realise that, well, now that's over. Like what the hell now, you know, yeah. like I'm not ready for kids, but I'm still stuck in my same job and life still continues I've done on. done the exciting
0: thing of getting married. Yeah. Now I've got to settle into it.
1: Yeah. Now I have to, now what, you know, and same with new mums, especially new mums, I find, um, really struggling, you know? Um, and you know, girls who are still single and they're, you know, coming into their thirties and they're thinking I'm worthless. No one's going to love me. Um, so, you know, I want to show them that it starts in, it starts, oh, I'm pointing towards my heart here, but it starts in here first. Sure. Um, and so really encouraging women to take some time out to, you know, I, I do a little inspirational spiel at the beginning of all of my workshops. Um, what does that sort of cover? Kind of covers the, the way that I started the business and why I started the business. Um, mm. And, you know, the breakup and the heartbreak and the um, needing to find more purpose so that they feel like. I'm not just some woman standing up that's managed to create a business. I'm someone like who was exactly like them, you know? Yes. Um, and I get a lot of women coming up to me during or after the workshops or emails just to say, like, thank you so much for sharing that because you made me feel like I wasn't mm. alone, you know? Mm. Um, and for me, that's really what it's about. The creative hobby is just a it's a vehicle to deliver a message that you need to take more time out and you need to mm. learn what you want in your life and you need to go for it. So during the
0: events, do you find yourself facilitating discussions or provoking them or do you just let them be? I, I,
1: I do kind of let them be. I let them have fun because this is their time to really experience mm. a break from the real world. Um, but at the same time, I facilitate a lot of discussions in terms, of, but it's usually one-on-one or in small groups. So I'll go around and I'll kind of chat with them and find out a little bit more about them. And then usually, Mm. usually more often than not, people will say, thank you so much for sharing that. Like I'm going through this at the moment. And I find a lot of women open Mm. up about their divorces and their cheating husbands or about their, you know, their infidelity in their own relationships or about their kids that they love, but they feel constant guilt and anxiety about, um, you know, and. I think when you open, when you start the platform off by allowing people, by being honest and open, people want to be honest and open back with you. Yeah. Um, so I'm able to facilitate more discussions because of it. There's
0: a lot of currency in that at the moment. I think that, um, you know, people, it, it, I'm going to sound like an old bloke here, but, um, <laughs> you know, you can switch the TV on and it's by and large, it's full of crap. Yeah. You know, reality TV shows and stuff. It, it, it's, it, it's full of crap. You can disagree with me if you want, but... I agree. That's mine. We don't even have TV opinion. in
1: our house. We just, we just watch Netflix. We don't watch any reality or anything. Yeah, Exactly.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, to a degree, we all know that the stuff that's being put on Facebook and Instagram is, is the best side of that person in that day, at that moment, mm-hmm. and that the rest of the moments during the day may not be quite as...
1: Glamorous? Canvas, so, canvas yeah.
0: filtered... <laughs> and 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 so on you know and um and i just find that there's 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 more and more people wanting more and more real things yeah
1: i think that real connection is um is something that like i think in the in the digital world in the last couple of years we've really created a you know an online profile, and everyone has his online profile. But it's suddenly it's starting to crash down. I think because yeah. people want real, more real connection. People are feeling more alone than ever in mm. today's digital society, and that's why facilitating people like, oh, you're going to go online, you're going to do online, and you know, online is the way forward, 100. percent. But how do you facilitate as many real connections? You know, you can be anyone you want to be online, but when you have to turn up in person, you've got to be you. And mm-hmm. I think that's such a beautiful thing in today's day and age. I think that. We need, and I think especially as adults, it's really hard to make friends. Um, it, you know, it's hard to meet new people. It's, you know, it's... it's
0: I'll challenge you there. It's as ooh. hard as you want to make it. Oh, I
1: totally agree. I totally, I couldn't agree with you more. Like, it's, if, you, if you're if putting yourself out there in a lot if of situations, you, it's going to happen. You'll meet new people.
0: Yeah, if you decide to tell yourself it's hard, then it will be.
1: Yeah. No, okay, I agree with you there. <laughs> Jeez, Bryn. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, I love it. I love it. Um, but it's... Um, you know, I think for women, it's like they're scared they're going to get judged, especially for women. I feel like they're they're scared they're going to get judged or that no one's going to like them or they have nothing interesting to say. There's a real self-loathing that's happening that in female circles. I don't know exactly. I can't. I mean, I don't know exactly where it's coming from, but I think something that I've noticed in um, a lot of the books that I've been reading and a lot of the research that I've been doing on this particular topic, because I'm really passionate about mm. it, um, is that I think typically in society women are whilst we are super like there's a lot of equality and there's a lot of great stuff going on and I'm definitely not discrediting what's what's happening I think in society we're still being raised um, as young women to you know eventually step out of our careers and become mothers and be the things that people expect of us to be and it's probably happening with men too but I can only speak for women because I am female Um, and I really feel like we are at a stage where women have more rights and more chances of being successful and more chances of being beautiful and, you know, with cosmetic surgery and with filters and with all this stuff. And I think all of a sudden with social media, there's this woman that's being portrayed so regularly who is beautiful and she's probably a mother and she's got a great husband and they're madly in love and they have this beautiful, you know, House that's decorated perfectly, and you know, she has it all together, and she still manages to make you know, star shaped sandwiches for a kid's lunchbox. But she still runs a she's a CEO of a business, and you know, like all of a sudden, like every woman is like, Oh, well, it looks like I'm failing, you know. And I think that there's and there's so many women out there that are portraying their lives like that in real life, they're not, of course, yeah, it's but bullshit. it's complete bullshit. But for you know, women who are feeling a little bit lost to see that they think it's inspiration, but actually it's, it's so damaging. And I think Mm. that, um, that's where a lot of this is spurring from a lot of women feeling like, well, I can't do that. I don't have the time. I'm not good enough. And I'm not good enough. Story is playing out in so many ways Mm. in today's culture. Mm. Um, and you know, higher than ever levels of suicide and anxiety and depression. Like I think 40% of women in Australia between the ages of 20 and 40 have diagnosed anxiety and depression. Um, I read that in an article from the um, Australian health organization the other week. And that's just like, that's just the diagnosed ones. Mm. That's almost 50% of women in Australia. Mm. That's insane. Crap. It's absolutely crap. And it's, I, it, it, it's so awful. So I think that, yeah, I, I like to kind of have that moment, where I stand up in front of everybody and just give give some realness you know it's not always perfect and if anyone watches my Instagram stories you'll see like if I'm having a bad day I'll let you know (laughs) I don't want you to feel like it's all just good days and good stuff yeah yeah it's not not, yeah (laughs) some days it's real loose (laughs) (laughs) you know some days it's really really tough and that's human nature and you know I think that it's not all it's okay to not be okay and yeah. I think that we don't always have to be happy, and that's another stigma that's being put out there a lot at the moment. Is oh, yeah. you always have to be up, or you always find a positive. And sometimes you're allowed to feel like shit. Yes, like that's okay as long as and you get be out a of it. The <laughs> reason why you're
0: feeling like shit, so sit with it and work yeah.
1: it out. Yeah, Don't just just get distracted with something and move mm. on. So it's been a
0: common thread in a number of podcasts of being okay with not being okay.
1: It's uh, it's it's, yeah. And I, I still don't think enough people are doing it. Hmm. I, I just people are still trying to shiver on their highlight reel as opposed to the real reel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so here's a question for you because I was thinking about this because um, you know for me getting the opportunity to talk to you today um, as a as a man who, um, talking to you who creates this space for women, um, if I were a fly on the wall in these things or what is what do you see commonly going on that you sometimes think Oh i wish men could just come and have a listen to this this would really help them drop a few pennies
1: oh that's a good question um do you know what i don't think that there's anything that men don't already know Like, to be honest, I I think that probably a lot of the husbands and partners of the women who come can see the hurt and can see the struggle. I don't think they know how to help. I don't think they know how to. I don't, you know, they're probably encouraging, they're probably encouraging, maybe, maybe they're encouraging the wrong things. Like, you know, they're saying, go out with your girlfriends or go have a night out or go buy yourself a new dress. Like these quick little wins, these quick little fixes as opposed to, but you know, they probably don't know any better. Um, But yeah, I don't think – there's there's nothing really that goes on that I think men aren't aware of. I think that they see it. I just don't think they don't know how to deal with it. Um, yeah. And I think that maybe, maybe more communication around are you okay um, and really making it okay for women to – really not have it together sometimes I think that sometimes you know men are very great like I've noticed you know at, with, definitely with my partner but with with every guy I've ever known um really good at picking up and getting back on the horse and just like you real fix it mentality you know if you're down we're going to do this 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 that's and we're going to fix that's it. what we
0: do we like yeah. fix yeah
1: yeah exactly you know, and I think not about
0: the nail in the foot. <laughs> yeah we just take it out no
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> men just fix it they're like oh cool you're feeling down that sucks why don't we try this you know, and I think it's it's beautiful because you know if you're that way inclined as a female, that can really help. But sometimes you really just need someone to sit with you and sympathise. Like sometimes you need someone just to sit with you and go, "I hear you. I mm. hear how you're hurting. Like, and I'm here for you." You know. Um, but I also think that fix it mentality is needed because you, some women will sit in their in their hurt for a, mm. very, hurt is very like it's very attractive. You know, it's um, hurt's one of those things that we we kind of love to indulge in like pain. Yes. As humans, I think.
0: It's
1: very... Seductive is the word I'm yeah, using. Yeah, and of. it's very
0: easy to sit there because technically you don't have to do anything. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you're you allowed can, to be hurt. And you don't you have can, to have motivation. Yeah. You, you can, don't have to get up. You, you don't can have to switch it. it on. Yeah. And and then, yeah, it's a free pass for doing all the times. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. So I think for that... Exactly. Exactly. So I think for that exact reason, hurt is so... Yeah, seductive. And you can't allow them to sit in it. Um, but at the same time, you also need to sympathize. And, you know. I don't, Personally, I don't think men are doing anything wrong. I think this is all on women. I think there are more right. women doing things wrong than there are men.
0: And what are those things that are wrong? Wrong. <laughs> um, or I think le- less than productive? <laughs> less than
1: productive. I think that we spend too much time on social media. We, and we spend too much time in, in comparison land. So comparing our lives to others. Right. And I think that more women need to be more real all these Instagram models, all these, you know, whatever, like these, these, you know, CEOs of businesses and, you know, these mother of fours that make it like they've got it all together when they actually don't. And they're just yeah. making it, you know, it's beautiful to show the good parts of your life. It is. It's so good, but show some equally shitty parts so that people think that don't realize, yeah. you know, that it's, it's not always good. I mean, and I think, actually show. pardon?
0: Do we need to actually do you know
1: what? I don't even think we do. I think people just need to give less of a fuck, to be honest, to other people's <laughs> lives. <laughs> less
0: of a fuck.
1: That's my favorite book, just by the way. Yeah. Um, the book about giving less of a fuck. But um, I think that, yeah, if you stopped, if we all stopped comparing ourselves to other people, yeah. so much of this would end.
0: I just go have some real chats with people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Have some real chats. Make some connections. Move, move out of your comfort zone and meet some new people and you're going to find out pretty quickly that everyone's in the same boat as you. Yeah. We're all in the same boat. Correct. Men, women, everybody. Yeah.
0: We're all just trying to figure it out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We all have good days and bad days. We all put our good shit on social media. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm finding more and more that... Because men do compare as well. And I'm finding more and more that... You know, you can look around and go, Oh, this is not quite how I thought it was supposed to be. You know? Um Yes. And and all of a sudden, because it's not quite stacked up, and you're not quite, you know, the, the woman in the place doing the thing, or the man in the place doing the thing that everyone's told you. Then all of a sudden, then the big, the, the biggest error in thinking is sitting there and then going, "It must be me," mm. and
1: yeah.
0: that that's the gateway of right. It must be me. And then then you try and cover up. Then you start pushing things out into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and then between who you really are and what you're trying to portray creates this tension. And then that tension gets quite unbearable and you have to sort of sedate or negate it. And then that makes you feel even less good about yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you become quite isolated.
1: Yeah, absolutely. alone. You hit the nail on the head completely. And then you
0: become silent. And as um, previous podcast guests, Leon points out that when you become silent, that's when dark things happen. Mm-hmm. And so I think, right, I mean, what I'm loving about what he's saying is, right at the very top of it all, is instead of going, it, it's not you, it's just. Learn something a bit different. Try something a I bit think, different.
1: Yeah. At the top of it all, it's it's, it's not you, but it's just different. like stop listening to everybody else's opinion of how your life should be, and yeah. stop putting it, stop putting all these ridiculous expectations on yourself, and just yeah. try new things and mm. figure it out for yourself. You know, figure out exactly where you want to be and why you want to be there. Um,
0: Switch your fucking phone off. <laughs> yes. Get a notepad out and a pen and just write something down. Yeah. Do a brainstorm. Do a brainstorm. Yeah. Or just write some stuff down. Yeah. Or sit still. Mhm. For just a few. Listen minutes. to
1: your thoughts for 20 minutes for yeah. one time. Just one time, listen to them. Like yeah. really listen really watch them and you'll see like so many of our thoughts are negative, obviously. It's like like 70, 85%. Yes. Is that I think that's the stat. 85% of our thoughts are negative. If you can just learn to you know, control some of those as well. That's really helpful. Or just think. not
0: buy into them.
1: Yeah. Don't give them weight. Yeah. Yeah
0: my fiance has a great phrase let's not blow oxygen into that fire oh
1: I like that (laughs) phrase that's a really good phrase I'm going to use that because then it will go out yeah yeah Mm. that's really good
0: so what does the future of House of Hobby look like because you started doing speaking now haven't you yeah
1: yeah I'm a pretty so it's just
0: taking the message that you see and the learnings that you see in working with the ladies and now just more of that inspirational speech at the start Yeah,
1: absolutely. Like, I think I've always wanted to be a speaker deep down. Um, I think that, not I didn't know that um, until recently. Uh, I've always been shit scared of public speaking, to be honest, but I've always been a very natural talker, Um, was always told off at school for talking too much. Um, (laughs) I've always been told that I'm too opinionated, too loud, too, um, you know, talk too much in every job ever. I've had performance management for being talking too much. and so I kind of feel like maybe you should just really use it to your to your advantage instead of to your disadvantage. Yeah. Um, just take
0: that thing and yeah. find a rightful place. Yes, exactly.
1: You know, the, yeah. I, I remember thinking at my last job, just thinking to myself, "There's got to be a job where they love people who talk. Like, there's just got there's got to be one somewhere. <laughs> like, there's got to be one where my personality is encouraged. <laughs> yeah, like you know, there's just there's got to be somewhere for me. Um, but yes, I love speaking. Um, I've had a few. Pretty large public speaking gigs now, and I was so nervous and still remain to be very nervous in front of big audiences. Um, but just feel so good at the end of it, and just feel like I really am doing what I've always wanted to do.
0: What are the sort of key messages you're trying to get across when you speak?
1: Um, there's a couple. Um, there's one I do, I, I do a few different like speeches, but um, I think one of them is. The topic of give less, give less of a fuck, um, which for me, I'm really, really, really passionate about, um, because I feel like we give weight to so many of people's opinions. Mm. Um, and so many people, you know, our parents, our bosses, our partners, you know, our kids, our friends, you know, oh, she said, I don't, she, you know, she, or he said, I'm not going to be good at that. So maybe I won't try it. You know, we give so much weight to other people's Mm. opinions of us. Um, and so that's one thing I'm really passionate about speaking about. And the second one is yeah. Finding more passion in your life for you know more fulfillment and if you don't know how to find it then helping women find where to find it um is i'm really passionate about that because that's where i was and i i know exactly how that feels and i know how easy it is to get out of well not easy you know of course everything's you know takes time but i know there are ways to get out of it even though it feels like there's Sometimes for those people who are in that situation, it feels like there's no, there's no way out.
0: Like so. Tony Robbins says, it takes a moment to change your life.
1: Oh, I love Tony. <laughs> <laughs> it does. And it's exactly right. And it, it's a decision. And once you make the decision, it's, it's done.
0: But it's done.
1: Um, so yeah, they're probably the, the main topics I speak, but I also speak about business um, quite a bit and overcoming fear in starting business mm. because there are a lot of, I meet a lot of budding um, creatives throughout my journey because um, I bring creatives in to run the workshops for me while I facilitate and do all the back end, ticket sales and all that sort of stuff, all the admin behind it. Um, and some of them are so creative and just don't believe in themselves, um, enough to actually make what they do, you know, a full-time hustle. Uh, and so I'm really passionate about helping people break out of the Monday to Friday and start something that they're passionate about, um, and monetize it because there's no point going into business unless you're making money at the end of the day. Um, Yeah, because that's not a business; it's a hobby. (laughs) Exactly, Exactly. it's a passion project, um, which is beautiful too. Um, But yeah, I I really, yeah, I love. And again, that's usually only to women as well. So really, (laughs) really surrounded myself with my with my target market. But um, why not? Yeah, I love it every day.
0: Excellent. Mm -hmm. What do you think Western Australia would look like if um, more ladies took on board your message?
1: I think i'm actually pretty impressed with wa i think that we're very mindful compared to some of the other states in australia Mm. um coming from queensland um and having visited sydney a lot i think that we are some of the more mindful groups of people um in australia uh and there's a lot more of a push towards mindfulness here than there is in other cities um i think that if if you're a girl boss here, you would see it. Um, we call them girl bosses. That's what we're all called. Um, that have our own businesses. Um, you, I like that, the yeah. love for each other and the support networks are insane. Like it is the most supportive group of. And there's thousands of us, you know, and it's so beautiful. And I think that we're doing really, really, really well. I think that we could get that 40% number down that 40% of women who are struggling with anxiety and depression. Um, that's the number that I'd like to lower. Mm. Um, that's the thing that I'd like to change because it is, it's really all in your head. And like, I I think that there's so much that can be changed by spending more time on yourself and the power of positive thinking and, you know, all that and blah, blah. It sounds so woo-woo, but it's so true. Um, and I know because I've done it, you know, if I've, I've been riddled with anxiety and not knowing what steps to take next. And there, there, is like a, there is a way out. And I would like to see that number become lower and to see more women embracing themselves and their bodies and their lives a little bit more.
0: Mm. Awesome. What does um, What does the next three to five years look like?
1: it's hard because it's um like it changes all the time um and, and i think it's a small business that's that's what happens um but part of me like if you'd asked me that two months ago i'd have been like cool we're gonna break into every state in australia um you know i want to have one in queensland i want to have one in sydney i want to have one in melbourne like a house of hobby everywhere because i think it's needed but then it starts to change and you know i've started getting more speaking gigs and i'm thinking maybe maybe there is more of a maybe you can have more impact by just using your voice, um, or um, you know I've just started up a uh, a twelve week course for people who are wanting to start up a side hustle or a side hustle business, and that's an online course. So um, you know maybe 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 I'm better off helping women who are so who are ready to take action who are ready to break the mold you know um so there's a few different things that i've got simmering away at the moment that i'm not really sure which direction any of them are going to go in Mm. um but the message remains the same the message will always be the same and that'll be yeah do more for you find out what you want Mm. and take action on it so that's that's really where house of hobby or whatever it is that i decide to do will go it'll always be that message yeah
0: what have you learned about yourself doing all of this?
1: Um, I've had a mindset coach since since January this year um, because...
0: A mindset
1: coach? Yeah, I say mindset coach. Um, well, she is. I don't really know what else to call her. Um, she's an NLP practitioner, so um, she yeah. does a lot of... Um, I guess it's counseling in a way, but it's, mm. it's more... Uh, hard to describe unless you know what NLP is but for those of you who do um, I, I see a mindset coach and she really helps me overcome some of the made-up belief well not made up the beliefs that I have um, about my life and myself and helps me overcome them mm. um, and something that I really learned about myself throughout this process was um, there was a probably the number one thing that I'd learned about myself which I did not know which was so blaringly obvious now um, was it the chatting? yeah no, well that too <laughs> <laughs> that you can make money from that. Um, no, it was, um, I had this this con- this story of unworthiness and it was so, it ran so deep that I didn't even know that yeah. it was there. I, I just felt so unworthy and I didn't charge for the first long time with house. Probably I didn't charge enough for tickets. I didn't make any money. I didn't do any of the things that you're supposed to do and I, I couldn't because I didn't think I was worth it. And then when I started getting success, um, I gave it away and you know, I, I, my partner now, my current partner has been my business coach, um, up until recently and, um, cause he got fired. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but he has been my business coach up until recently and, uh, he, you know, he gave me, he, he gave me so much. I would have definitely not got here without him. And I, people would say, Oh, you've made, you had such great success. And I would straight away be like, Oh, it's all Tim. You know, it's, it's not me. It's all Tim. And I was giving it away because I didn't feel worthy of receiving the compliments or the success or anything. Um, and that was something that she really, my mindset coach really helped me get over. was this feeling of unworthiness and this feeling of you no, know, you have worked hard and you do deserve it. And
0: what look at how much done, you're providing. What have providing. you done with that story then? Have you got rid of it? Have you replaced it? How i think i that?
1: yeah it's it's amazing the nlp techniques are crazy um mm. but it's i think it's been replaced with a um with a new story which is you are making change and you are helping and you know you deserve to be compensated you know you deserve it because you're you're really working hard and you're doing it with heart and taking you know getting paid does is not is does not make you you shouldn't feel made, be made to feel guilty for taking payment you know um like you deserve it and I think that that was probably the biggest lesson for me was that I didn't like to be I always thought money was dirty and I didn't want to be associated with money or mm. be associated with you know people thinking oh she's making a lot of money or um, you know anything like that because I thought that it would make me look like I was a shark or like my heart wasn't in it but you can have your heart fully in it and still take a wage and still just des- that. You still deserve mm. the money, you know? So big, big, big lesson for me there. Mm. Yeah. Huge. Um, and took a long time to crack that, to crack that egg, that egg open actually. Yeah.
0: Mm. Cause it would, I imagine a story like that would have run super deep.
1: It was much, it was under a lot of layers. Yeah. So there was like a, I felt guilty was the first layer. And then the second layer was, you know, I'm not good enough. And then the layer under that was actually, I do believe in myself, but I don't believe that I deserve money. And then yeah, unworthiness was the, was the final layer. So it was definitely, we had to peel that one back like an onion over um, over many, many, many months. With a few tears. Yeah. A like lot a of tears, of it. <laughs> like exactly <laughs> like an onion. <laughs> um, yeah, there was a lot of tears. It was pretty, it was pretty hardcore. Um, but so relieving to get rid of that feeling.
0: It's awesome when you do work like that, isn't it?
1: I can't recommend it enough, and I don't think anyone is above it. I think everyone needs to you know, keep, keep developing and keep making change yeah. in your is own this headspace.
0: Are you a human? Yes. Then the answer is yes. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you
1: need to keep working on your mind yeah. and on the stuff that maybe you uh, have been conditioned to believe over time that maybe is not actually your belief deep down.
0: when you bring it up to the light so they often just go
1: yeah
0: like oh that's that's actually not mine that's not mine that's not for me that's not helpful
1: no no um so yeah that's what i've loved so that's probably yeah my number one learning was that i was super had a lot of yeah unworthiness Mm. which i've turned around so that's really lovely
0: what's definitely grateful for
1: what am i grateful for I'm grateful for opportunity at the moment. Really grateful for opportunity. Uh, grateful to be here and speaking to you, honestly. Um, and grateful to be able to do what I do every day. Every now and then I have to pinch myself that I don't have to go to work. You know, mm. like I obviously I work every single day. Um, but they don't have to. I'm not confined to being stuck in an office for, you know, 8.5 hours a day. Um, and even though sometimes it gets a lot a lot, there's a lot more work in starting your own business um, than there is in the nine to five job. Um, so grateful that I get to spend my days doing things that I love and mm-hmm. things on my terms and my choice. So yeah, super grateful for opportunity and will say yes to most things that are thrown my way. So um, that's what...
0: And do you have any um, patterns or routine, routines to keep yourself grounded?
1: Um... I have a, a very routine person. Um, so yes, I would say so. There's definitely routines in my Did you life. get
0: that from the boarding school experience?
1: I would say so, yeah. I think that once I kind of came out of school and started, you know, real life. Yeah, boarding school definitely because it's very regimented there. Um, but I think once I came out of school and started real life, you know, you go to a nine-to-five job but you still want to cook dinner and make lunch for the next day, you still want to go to the gym and you still want to And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to have to schedule this. Like I'm just, a, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm an organized person cause I'm definitely not, but I, um, I'm a routine person. I like to right. do the same things. I could eat the same meal every night for a week and I would have no problem with that. Mm. My partner would kill me, but, uh, I would do it. Um, so for me, yeah, we wake up really early in the mornings. We usually up by 6am, um, go get coffee. And come back, we make breakfast, and then we do an hour of work, and then we go to the gym for an hour. Um, then we come home, and I do a couple more hours of work. And then I usually spend a couple of hours, my partner also works for himself. Um, so we just spend a couple of hours in the middle of the day just hanging out. And, you know, it's the freedom of being able to work for yourself is that, you know, one of the things we really wanted was more time to, more connection. Um, mm. So spend a couple of hours a day together. And then the afternoon, I either continue working for a couple of hours, or I go see some friends, or I go see my family. Um, and then the nighttime is a strictly no work time. So yeah, it's, we do Hello Fresh every week. <laughs> right. I love Hello Fresh. The, it's like they get, you get meals delivered to you. Um, right. And you like cook them. So that you just get the, like the grocery items and the, and the recipe. Um, and we love that. So that we have a few people in Perth, well, definitely a lot of people in Perth that do Hello Fresh. It's really good. Um, and so yeah, that's pretty much it. Monday to Friday. And then weekends I work like crazy so we do three or four workshops a weekend every weekend yeah. and that's mental so no routine no routine
0: no routine. just get it done
1: just getting it done yeah, yeah. just don't eat much don't get much break don't get much downtime don't get enough sleep yeah. and yeah that that's what the week's for so
0: well the last question i always have been asking most of my guests of recent is if there is one little nugget of information that you could upload into the collective consciousness so we all just got it what would it be
1: i'm thinking (laughs) i have so many things that (laughs) yeah i have so many things that i would love to upload to the collective consciousness but um i think the probably the number one thing and it sounds so woo woo but um would be just find what makes you happy. You know, you can, the things that you think are going to make you happy, probably won't, um, money, job security, um, you know, a thousand wives, whatever it might be that, you know, you're interested in it. Those things might not make you, probably won't make you happy. Um, I feel like we're always caught in this rat race of people who are just trying to make money all the time, trying to, you know, get that promotion so they can have more money so they can live a fuller life. But, you know, you look at people like Robin Williams um, who, you know, had everything and committed suicide anyway because he wasn't happy. So I think, you know, really it's just find something that makes you happy and it, it's probably not going to be what you think it is or you, the things that you're driving for at the moment. Um, and I really would love to upload that into everyone's brains.
0: Mm. More
1: fulfillment. Yeah. That would be it. If I could, if I could say anything, that would be it.
0: Excellent. And if someone's listened to this and they want to come find you, mm-hmm. where where can we find you?
1: Um, you can check us out on Instagram. Um, we're at H-O-H Perth. So H-O-H House of Hobby Perth. Um, or you can check us out uh, www.houseofhobby.net. So check us out. I would love to have any girls along. And men, men are welcome too. Just know that it's super femmy. <laughs>
0: yeah. And um, are they publicly open events or the private or mixture of the two.
1: So they're all publicly open events. Um, but we also do private events. We do a lot of hens parties, birthday parties. And we've started cracking into the corporate market now. So we're doing a lot of corporate gigs. Um, yeah. So pretty much for any occasion. Um, but yeah, we do, yeah, three to four, four public workshops a weekend. So you can just, you'll be able to see them on our website all the upcoming ones. Yeah.
0: Excellent.
1: Thanks so much, Brynn. Stephanie,
0: it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today.
1: Oh, thanks.
0: I feel like I've... Um, yeah been very privileged to look into uh, listen to your journey but also um feel like I've had the privilege to listen to listen to women on a bigger scale <laughs> from from what you do I hope and, so. and the opportunity as a male just to ask those questions and listen and hear it's um yeah i don't i don't think we do
1: you're problem solvers. And we love that about you. Don't change. <laughs> don't, don't change as men, please. But, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's nice. It's, I don't think men are doing anything wrong. I don't, I don't think anyone's doing anything wrong. I think it's just a lack of fulfillment, really. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very
0: much.